sins. We are lying here all for the first time. You and I show me what you'll do for me and then realize don't try to hide your nature no other girl could ever reach up and they'll never be a better love 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 <laughs> what's going on you simple sucker motherfuckers simba ali and the north star podcast we are back again make sure you guys are tapped in on twitch Make sure you're tapped in on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. That way you can catch the motherfucking show. What's going on, people out there? It's been a fucking crazy. Let's get let's get into, not into the shits, but let me bring you into what's happening in my world. Yeah, in Minnesota, it's warming up, baby. It's warming up. So I got my workout stuff on. I was out working out. That's right. And I came back just for you motherfuckers. So all that you could do, the least you could do is subscribe to the channel. I'm not on here asking you to click this notification. I'd like you to, but you don't have to. I'm not asking for you to hit my super chat or my cash app. I'm not asking for none of that shit. I make my own money. I am asking for a subscription because I want to win one of them fucking YouTube award subscription things. And subscriptions and subscribers is power in, in this new day and age. Now, I can make my own money, but I can't get my own subscribers. Not real subscribers. You can get the bots and shit, but nigga, I want real people. So if you like the show, if you're tuning into the North Star Podcast, click that notification, or I'm sorry, <clears throat> click subscribe. You can click the notification too. I'd like you to do that, but just click the subscription. Come on into the show. All right. Uh, yeah, it's warming up in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like 75 degrees out. You know what I'm saying? It might even only be 60. <laughs> to be honest with you, it might only be 60, but it feels like 70. Motherfucking the sun was out. People was barbecuing. I seen people on motorcycles, drop tops, and shit. The swimming pools were almost open. Yeah, us in Minnesota, we're a different breed. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't take 80s and 90 degree weather for us to bust out the shit. We'll get it out in 60 degree weather. After a winter? Nigga, please. After six months of freezing, man, 40 degrees, the swimming pool's open in Minnesota. 40 degrees. So if you're from Minnesota, you understand what I'm talking about right now. Everybody else, you might have had nice weather for the last maybe three, four weeks. We haven't. Our weather's been shitty. <laughs> Our weather's been shitty in the city in Minnesota. But today was a full fucking day, and I hope this kicks off a, a, a run. We need like a good seven, eight, nine day run of good weather. Shit. God damn, I ain't seen the sun. What's going on, everybody out there? Simbali, the North Star Podcast, TNSP. We are back on a motherfucking Monday. You'll probably be listening to this on a Tuesday, but we are here on a Monday for the people that are tapping in and coming into the chat room. Bring your own topics because I got my own. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You want to sit here and listen to me ramble off shit that's important to me? That's cool. But if you come into the live chat room, you can bring your own. Uh, don't forget to click the link up top and at the bottom of all podcasts where you can see the link tree and grab you some of that motherfucking gear, some of that Revo wear. Yeah, man, my designs are one in a million. Everybody can't do it like me. So come on in. Uh, yeah, it's warm. People in Minnesota, don't wait. Don't sit around and wait till you get all fat and out of shape like me. I, I got kind of husky over yeah, I didn't. I've been doing some hibernating. Oh, Ali's been doing some hibernating. I stepped on the scale. God damn, I'm normally a fucking welterweight teetering on the border of a middleweight. That's my usual weight. I am a welterweight who can go up and fight at middleweight. Usually 170 something, I can go up to 185. Man, I stepped on the scale. I was a fucking almost light heavyweight, man. I'm teetering on 200 pounds, man. Belly all out and shit. So had to get out there and you know, really get it in. So to my message to the people out there, don't wait till it gets nice and try to go jogging and working out two weeks before you got to go on your shit. Yeah, you know I'm saying two weeks before you're going to go sit by the pool or go on vacation and be walking around with your shirt off representing your clan. 
you know, represent your last name, get to work early. So right now I'm on like a, I'm on like a two month workout plan. It's January, February, April, May. Yeah. By the end of May, by the end of May, start of June, I'll be back into my godly, <clears throat> my godly form. So to the people out there, don't wait until June comes to start working out. You want to get your working out done in May. That way your, your beach body and your pool body, your pool physique is ready to go. You know what I mean? You only need about maybe two. Then you can do that two weeks. Then you can go in two weeks, go extra hard, and that'll really tone and tighten it up. You don't want to be getting off the couch, stopping your bad eating habits in June. It's too late. You're going to just accept the fact that you got a dad bod and a fat belly and you're out of shape. And the what do the women have? The fupas. You're just going to accept your fupa. You know what I mean? Get on that shit early, people. Health is important. Health is wealth. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into the fun, man. How y'all been out there? Y'all been y'all been y'all been chilling. Y'all been good. You know what I mean? Y'all been chilling. Y'all been good. I know I've been good. I've been fucking great. I've been great. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Life is fucking wonderful for Simba Ali. I'm I'm not even gonna lie. I'm about to start coaching, which I love to do. It's hard for me to sit on the sideline and watch my son play. So I went out, scouted. I got my squad. I'm gonna start coaching. Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. You guys got to you guys have no ideas of the stuff that I do that I don't tell you about. You know what I mean? If I didn't tell you guys that about it, you wouldn't know all the wonderful things that I do to contribute to society. You know, there is no black community, so I'm not focused on doing anything for black communities. I'm focused on helping the fucking world and the next generation. That's my job. Yeah, the whole world is my community. My fucking what are you talking about? So that's what I'm doing. So, yeah, excited about that. Ah, uh, who left the gate fucking open? Whack 100 versus Mano, man. God damn, man. The black man going for the black man while the yellow man sits on top and fucking look at China Max Asian ass up there, man. Look at him smiling and laughing. Two street niggas, something might happen to these niggas. Somebody from their team might crash out, get shot, killed. These niggas might link up. Niggas, black people might die. And look at that Asian fella. Yeah, look at China Max Asian ass up there smiling and instigating the whole shit from the top of the face FaceTime camera screen. That's what I don't like, man. I swear to God, street niggas will talk all about bloggers and all about this and about podcasters, and they'll try to paint this whole narrative. They just want to do it. That's all. They have no problem with DJ Academic fucking doing the war in Chirac. What they have a problem with is DJ Academic doing the war in Chirac. You guys see that? Did you guys peep that? They don't have a problem with DJ Academic doing the war in Chirac. They just have a problem with DJ Academic covering the war in Chirac. See what I'm saying? When it's a street guy, street guys can get all messy. Street guys can get all podcasty. They can get all journalism-y. They can start making their computers work. Control, Apple, Alt, Delete, Reset. Yeah, these niggas get on their computers. These niggas get in their little studios. They do everything they try to talk about the bloggers doing. Everything they got mad at Act for doing. Everything people get mad at me for doing. These street niggas are doing it, people. Yeah, look at that. Look at the Asian fella up there instigating two black men. That's whack 100 at the bottom. And the Asian fella up top fucking China Mac instigating Mano and trying to play both sides of the fence. Almost got his ass caught up. Yeah, the New York Bloods didn't like that shit too much, nigga. Shout out to the New York Bloods for standing on something, nigga. Listen here, little Asian boy, trying to ride the fence for content, nigga. Street niggas ain't supposed to be doing that shit, nigga. You ain't supposed to be focused on content. You supposed to be focused on making sure shit is what it is and it's solid. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, nigga. Fucking China Max a blogger, man, this nigga. That's why I wasn't, nigga, don't you ever try to come at my nigga Charleston White, nigga. We're going to get your motherfucking ass. Nigga Nation's going to get your ass, nigga. You pillaging off our community. You fucking promoting gang violence and stupid shit and black men arguing and shit. Now we got to sit back and watch somebody get killed out the Mano out the WAC 100 camp. Now, I guess this has been going on for a while. To my understanding that WAC 100 and Mano fell out around the time when um uh, the game recorded pest control, when he was going at Meek Millers and they shouted in New York. Some shit happened between them two. Something happened between uh, Mano and I think it was one of the blood homies from a wax camp. Some fallout happened and they ain't really been right ever since. So this has been a beef that's been kind of brewing 
bubbling underneath the surface that's just needed an Asian sensei. You see that Asian fucking karate guy just instigated. It just needed an instigator. And China Mac played the fucking instigator. Got whack 100. This nigga whack, boy, I tell you. The shit street niggas do, even when whack do it, I'm like, damn, my nigga, is, you can do that? Like, you can't talk about anybody. This nigga went and got Mano's fucking podcast pulled off Fox Network. What was it? Fox Light or Fox something. So these niggas was beefing on the internet. Uh, and I guess Mano has said, you a, you a girly ass nigga, Wack. And Wack said, oh, that's what you say? This nigga tapped into Jason Lee. You know Jason Lee, the light-skinned dude who's tapped into the LGBTQ community. This nigga went into Fox Soul. That's what it was. Fox Soul. This nigga said, I'm going to get your podcast taken off of Fox Soul because you're saying homosexual inflammatory remarks. I'm like, what? You can play like that? Like, damn, my nigga. What what do you don't do? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Damn, whack. What do you don't do? What's the rules of engagement? Nigga, ain't no rules. Win at all costs. I hope everybody knows that that's the rules of engagement when it comes to the streets and now any place else that you're fighting. Nigga, win at all costs, nigga. This nigga went and got Mano's podcast pulled off a Fox Soul. Now, I don't know if it actually happened, but just the attempt. Just the fact that nigga didn't do it like behind the scenes. Like what Wack did getting his uh, podcast fucked with, you know, on Fox Soul. That's some underhanded shit you just do. You don't really announce it to the world like, hey, everybody, I'm about to get this nigga canceled by the Rainbow Coalition. Like, damn, Wack, the Rainbow Coalition? Damn. Can you speak to the Rainbow Coalition? I wish you would have given a good word for the baby. Damn, if you can talk to them like that, nigga, why when they come after our nigga asses for us being niggerish, you don't never step in and say, hey, man, leave my niggas alone. But you'll but you'll sure serve a nigga up to the LGBTQ home whack, man. I'm telling you, man. So, yeah, I'm, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder if these niggas going to actually see each other because they're both in that entertainment world where they can bump into one another. I wonder what's going to happen because they're because, you know, Mano, nigga, now nah. you can say what you want about Mano. You can crack jokes and all of this nigga on the East Coast. He's one of them niggas. You know what I'm saying? Now, he mainly has fucked with rappers. You know what I mean? So it's not like he's really taken on street certified dudes and gotten that same kind of reaction or respect or garnered the same kind of fear from real reputable street cats. Nah, not Mano don't do that. But from rappers, nigga, he's like Suge Knight. You know what I'm saying? Suge Knight wasn't feared by the real hitters in the West Coast. They didn't fear Suge personally. They knew he had some real niggas like Buntry and Heron and Neckbone. They know he had some real niggas around him, right? So that was the situation. So whack. So uh, Suge was able to kind of bully his way around rappers and shit because they didn't want no fuck with the niggas that standing around Suge. That's kind of the case with Mano. I don't think it's necessarily the niggas just standing around Mano. Mano likes to put hands on niggas. You know, he got the buck 50 on the face. He got the cut on the face. Whack 100 was cracking jokes about that. I want to know what that was about. Nigga, that nigga like, damn, nigga, you cracking jokes on the nigga getting a buck 50. He was like, nigga, you got cut in your face and the nigga's still walking the streets. Really? He is? That That's something I didn't know. Why are you fucking with Youngberg's Transformer train? Yeah, I'm talking about Mayno. It's just a question. Like I say, this is black media and we talk a little different. You know, we talk around our lunch table, our dinner table, and our barbershops. Conversations are a little bit more direct. Hey, Mayno, if the nigga that cuts you in the face is still walking around, why the fuck you fucking with Young Berg? You know what I'm saying? In his transforming chain. Why you fuck with any rappers, nigga? I'm finna get the nigga that put this motherfucking $150 scar on my face. Nigga, this buck 50, nigga. And whack asked the question. That was some real shit, nigga. You know, it got real. When street niggas get into it, sometimes the shit gets real. A little bit re too real for TV. You know what I'm about? Sometimes it gets a little bit too real for television. But yeah, that's what's going on with them two, man. I feel like um, if they do see each other, um, knowing their reputations and knowing that they both now have a voice, you know what I mean? They both have voices, podcasts. They're both into this media world. They're almost going to have to do something so they can go back to their... So Wack can go back to Clubhouse and still hold his name. So, um, well, fucking Mano can't go back to his podcast. Does anybody in the chat room know what's the name of uh, Mano's podcast that got snatched from Fox Soul? Because this nigga Wack 100 went, ah, I'm going to tell the teacher. Nigga Wack, I thought we was back here, nigga slapboxing. I'm going to tell the teacher. That nigga Wack, boy, woo-wee. That nigga Wack, man. He does some Charleston White-ish things. You know what I mean? 
Like, that's the thing that Charleston White, you know, that pisses people off about Charleston White is the nan nanny boo boo. That nigga Charleston will do some shit. Where it's like, nigga, we playing like that. And then it seems like street niggas will get mad at Charleston White, but then they'll have their own Charleston White moment. <laughs> they'll have their own moment that'll make me question, like, huh? you know what I'm saying? Like, whack, you gonna go to the LGBT community and get his show pulled down, nigga? Damn, that's some that's some real shit. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I hope nothing actually develops of it. Honestly, they're both millionaires. Um, they're both well off. They're both influential people in the culture. Um, I think the culture is a lot better with both of them around than out of it. So, and that's just me speaking as a black man. I don't like to see black men let internet feuds turn into real life um, funerals. <laughs> you know, I hate to see an internet feud turn into a real life funeral. People, mothers crying, babies crying, wives crying, cousins crying, because you two niggas, some internet shit, nigga. That's what trips me out about street niggas. Why are you guys bringing your street ass to the internet, nigga? The internet, <laughs> the internet was like Minnesota before Chicago niggas came. Bow, nigga. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, I'm in my mode now. Yeah, the internet is like good old Minnesota before them Shattown niggas came. Start standing on the corners. We were selling coke in Minnesota. Yeah, we were selling coke. We just was doing it covertly. You know what I'm saying? We was mowing our lawns and shit. Nobody had to know we was doing them. Chi-Town niggas came. They start standing on the corner straight slanging rocks. Oh, shit. Here comes the motherfucking cops. You know what I'm saying? Chi-Town niggas did it, man. We we had things going. We had welfare. We was, nigga, men could get welfare. Nigga in Minnesota, nigga in Minnesota, God get two, four, five welfare checks, man. It was just good living. The water was clean. There was no gang violence, man. The biggest gang in Minnesota was the Guardian Angels. Yeah, man, Minnesota was a peaceful, pleasant place to be till the Chi-Town niggas came and brought their nigga fast city slitty slicker shit and fucking turned us out. Turned out all the white bitches, brought them along too fast. You know what I'm saying? Like white bitches should just now be understanding about street game. They, nigga, thanks to the Chi-Town niggas, they turned our white bitches in Brooklyn Center out. They just moved the city too fast, you guys. And that's what the internet's like. The internet was a great, lovely place. Podcasting and journalism and blogging was fun. Before the street niggas brought their fucking danger into this shit now. Now they're trying to put street jackets on bloggers and shit, nigga. You can't, nigga, I'm a fucking, I'm just asking some questions, nigga. I don't come from the city, from the trap, nigga. I ain't out the hood. I ain't phoning them. You know what I'm saying? Y'all treat me like I'm phoning them, nigga. I ain't phoning them. Damn. So anyway, man, <laughs> oh, man, I swear to God, can't nobody do this shit like me, man. Yeah, can't nobody do this shit, this podcast and shit like me. I'm one of a fucking kind, nigga. When it comes to podcasting and live streaming and fucking witty remarks and talking and converse, conversing and pursing, can't nobody beat me, man. These niggas got to sit back and watch the show, too. Everybody in Minnesota, sit back and watch the goddamn Ali show. Ali Boombaye. Yeah, you know I'm talking about Ali motherfucking Boombaye. Yeah, I was out there running like a motherfucker, man. I was out there running. I think I ran what? One, two, three. I think I did like three miles. Running, <clears throat> running on the uh, outside is way different than fucking running on a treadmill. Yeah, on a treadmill, man, I run four or five miles on a treadmill. No problem. I got to running outside on that real life concrete, having to push my real shit, no support, no help, nothing to move my steps forward. Man, that was a whole different ball game, man. Yeah, that was a whole different ball game. I liked it, though, because if I keep it up, it's only going to take me about two weeks, two, two weeks, like total recall, two weeks. I'll be back in fucking Batman shape. You know how the Batman suit looks? You know how the Batman suit looks? That's how my physique is. I've just been slipping. Two weeks, I'll be back to where I need to be. All right. Uh, did you guys see this? Uh, let's talk about our inventors. Let's get, let's get to our inventors while we're here. Black inventors. I told you guys. Black inventors. Today, we're going to talk about Otis Boykin. What did Otis Boykin do? Well, I will tell you, you motherfuckers. That's part of my podcast. You know, I had to figure something else out. Um, Otis Frank Boykin. Born in August 29th, 1920, died March 26, 1982, was an American inventor, a black American inventor <clears throat> and engineer. 
His inventions include electrical resistors used in computing missile guidance and pacemakers. Yeah, man, black brilliance. Otis Frank Boykins. Or not Boykins, Boykin. Yeah. <clears throat> black inventors, man. That's part of the segment of the show. You know what I mean? I just thought of that myself. Now, by the time I get done with my podcast and I finally put away the podcasting game, there should be a bunch of you people out there that know black people don't just dabble in sports. We don't just dabble in the streets and rap and we're taking a basketball and running it back and forth up and down the field. That's not what all our ancestors did. <clears throat> That's not. That's what the African-American did. But the black American, the Negro American and the nigga and the color Man, they've done some amazing things that have nothing to do with entertainment, that have everything to do with contributions to science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and humanity. That's what my ancestors contribute. And and Otis Frank Watt Boykin is one of those. So, yeah. Onwards and upwards. Onwards and upwards, y'all. Um, did you guys peep this fucking um power ranking shit that came out? Let's let's go there, man. Yeah, fucking uh, complex put out a <laughs> complex put out a power rankings in media had me up. I was up trying to learn. You guys know me, uh, I, you know. I try to learn this shit. I'm in the media, and I'm trying to learn. I want to be better at my craft. So complex, yeah, put out. Can you guys see that? You guys can see that top twenty five list. And I just want to go over the list to see how out of touch I am and some of these people I know, some of these people I don't know. But let's get started. Jazzy, who the fuck is this little girl? Who the hell is this? She's a little cutie pie, little girl, little Jazzy. But damn, she looks young. She looks younger than my son. How the fuck is how the fuck is she on the list? Number 25? God damn, Jazzy. OK, shouts out to Jazzy on Jazzy's World TV. Does anybody out there know? See, this is the, sometimes I think you should, there should be a criteria. You know, we're going to do children's day of don't put the children's in with the kids, nigga. It's grown folks business, nigga. Like my nigga said in Minnesota society, it's grown folks business. But anyway, um, she got her shows called Jazzy's World. I don't know who she is being a precocious kid interviewing global music stars. Okay. Um, she's interviewed J. Cole. Okay. Jay-Z. She's interviewed fucking Jay-Z. This little girl, Jazzy. This interview, Jay-Z, damn, go ahead, girl, and Kendrick Lamar. Okay, damn, all right, maybe I need to, like I said, that's why That's why this list intrigues me, is because I consider myself in the media. I'm not necessarily a journalist, I'm just in the media, you know what I mean? So I like to learn, I like to know who the people that are out there doing, being, I want to be in um, be in the know of my peers, Let's go down. Nyla Simone. I don't know who Nyla Simone is. She's from the Breakfast Club. Um, rotation Roundtable. Okay, so she's in and out of interchangeable on the Breakfast Club. Known for being Charlemagne's protege and emerging talent. Oh, okay. Charlemagne's protege. Okay, so that got her on the list. Not necessarily the work that she's done to this point. She has 65,000 IG followers, which... Probably a lot of those were bought to get her up to the point where it makes sense that she's on the list at number 24. Because um, I don't know who Nyla Simone is. And a lot, I know I'm going to know who these people are. Man, the people who are out shaking and making things, I'm going to know who y'all is. But no, I'm sorry. I don't know who Nyla Simone is. Don't know who. He, and if you guys do, feel free to come in the chat and say, I know who she is. That way I'll know, it's, oh, nigga, it's just you. You got to get your game up, nigga. Ten people in the chat room knew who Nyla Simone is. Um, now she doesn't have any interviews like the other girl up there. I got to give her credit. She interviewed fucking Jay-Z, Kendrick Lamar and fucking J. Cole. Like I, like I said, I need to get my shit up, but this lady, Nyla Simone, she just has uh breakfast interviews, <laughs> breakfast club interviews, but those are Charlemagne's and DJ Envy's. Okay. Those aren't yours, baby girl. Who did, who did, who'd you get? So we're going to scroll on past her. Sway is 23. Whoa. Sway should be one fuck is Sway doing at number fucking 23? Sway Calloway? Come on, man. Come on, man. You can't do this shit, man. You can't put Sway at... See, now I'm starting to feel like the hip-hoppers. Starting to feel like Melly Mel. Yeah, man, I'm starting to feel like Melly Mel, man. When Melly Mel heard the list, I, Melly Mel was mad every fucking day, wasn't he? Every motherfucking day, Melly Mel was mad in the bitch because of that fucking hip-hop list. And I'm the same fucking way. 
fucking Sway Callaway number 23 bullshit. That nigga should be number two or three, but possibly one. Nigga, that's Sway. That's Sway, nigga. He's still killing it. Nigga, that nigga interviewed Tupac, nigga, and Biggie Smalls, nigga. The fuck you talking about? Sway Callaway, number 23. Yeah, I'm feeling like Melly Mel. I'm feeling like broken glass everywhere. Is that Melly Mel? People pissing on the corner. You can't even put his most memorable moments. You, they put the Kanye interview up there. You don't have the answers, Sway. He got a million IG followers and uh, almost 600,000 Twitter followers. Come on, man. You come on, man. Sway at number 23. All right, I guess. I guess. And fucking Nyla Simone is 24. You mean to tell me Sway's under Nyla Simone? Some broad I've never heard before? All right. And I understand that this is more about recency than, you know, this isn't necessarily about your career and your accolades, what you've done. This is more about who's hot, who's popping right now. That's what everything's about with us. When you talk rock and roll, when you talk baseball, and when you talk hockey, or when you talk banking, or when you talk pre when you talk about shits that's not in the nigga world, it all has to do with longevity. It has to do with contributions to the society, to humanity. It has shit to do with a lot more than just now. But when it comes to us, Negro, now, it's just now. Who's the hottest yesterday? Uh, all right, let's keep going. I'm a little fucked up, man. Uh, fucking Nardwar? Nardwar is 22. Now, Nardwar is not necessarily my cup of tea, okay? Nardwar is not necessarily my cup of tea. I don't know if you guys can see that. I'm going to bring it down again so you guys can see. Nardwar is number 22. Not in my cup of tea, but I think he should be higher than 22. Maybe I'm out of touch. Maybe I'm out of touch with me. I just, Nardwar nigga got, nigga, I remember a lot of his interviews. He was an, a person that pioneered me coming into this game that I, that I watch. Nardwar. Yeah. A million followers on IG, 2.7 million uh, subscribers on YouTube. Can you guys please subscribe to my YouTube channel so I can get up there with Nardwar? Fuck. Most memorable moments. Cardi B interview. Yep. Remember that one? J. Cole interview. Yep. Tyler, the creator interview. Yep. 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 Um, ridiculously researched questions and encyclopedic music knowledge. That silly hat and interview ending freeze frame. I don't know what they meant by that. But yeah, Narwar, man. Shout out to Narwar. I think he should be higher than, what is he, 22? Yeah, he should be higher than 22. But like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll go. Anthony Fontano. Who is this dude? Anthony Fontano. Oh, is this a dude that does the music review shit? Is that what he does? Maybe it's another dude. Let me see. Let me see. Needle drop. Uh, Featured on the needle drop in death. YouTube interviews and sparky and snarky, but informed commentary. Is this the dude that does the reviews on the album? That's what I think this dude is. If this is him, this is a good spot for him. He's a pretty good. It's a good spot. 21. Cool. Anthony Fantano. That's what I'm thinking about. That's the guy that always does music comments, music shit. Yeah. Uh, review, reviews, albums, and shit like that. Uh, let's see. There's a persistent narrative that album reviews don't matter as much as they used to. Okay, this is him. This is him. Yeah, that's a good spot for him. It's a good spot. Uh, Nadeska. Nadeska, what have you done, Nadeska? To be number 20, to be ahead of, to be ahead of old Sway. What have you done, Nadeska? I don't know. I don't know what what interviews has Nadeska done. Rihanna Super Bowl interview. She did a Rihanna Super Bowl interview. Okay, that's big. All right, Brett Fayez interview. Okay. All right. I don't remember those, though. That's what I'm saying. I don't remember, like, oh, she, I mean, it's like she got the, you know, she got the call up. You know, it's like, it's not like I remember it. Like, when Charlemagne does an interview, you remember it was Charlemagne. You know, when Sway does an interview, you don't have the answer, Sway. You know it's Sway. I don't remember Nadeska doing an interview where I'm like, oh, baby girl really was in there handling her business. Number 20, okay, but maybe that's a good spot. Like I said, we're doing now. Maybe she's on the come up. Um, yeah, she got 93,000 followers on IG, 64,000 followers on Twitter. All right, yeah, she comes from Complex, so it makes sense. Like I said, home cooking, home field advantage, friendly fire. Yeah, this is a complex, so she got to be on there, nigga. She going to raise hell when she come to work tomorrow or whenever this was after this was released. Fuck, you going to do a complex fucking media shit and not have me on there. Nadeska, the black girl. She fucking put Black Lives Matter all over your asses. Adam 22. 
Adam 16. <laughs> Adam 16. His shit is dwindling and falling. But up until this point, you got to give it to Adam, man. Not necessarily. I'm not necessarily a fan of the shit that he does. You know what I mean? I'm not necessarily a big fan of his platform. But he is a voice. And he has a niche and he's carved out a lane for himself. You know what I mean? I'm I am very curious to see how the transition is going to go into this new type of um content that he's going to be creating, which is more edgy, more political, more white right wing based kind of shit. So I'm curious to see how that takes off. He might get put off all this. We might never hear from Adam 22 again. But up until this point, does he deserve number 19 on the spot as far as hip hop media? Yes, I give him that. I definitely give it give um give Adam 22 that. Yeah, you got the interview with King Von, um, XX Tentacion, Blueface, and Krishan. Yeah, you know, three million uh IG followers, 4.6 million YouTube subscribers. Please subscribe to my fucking channel, you fucking pillagers. Don't sit and just watch me and make sure you got that fucking subscription clicked, fuckers. Big boy! Damn, big boy. Man, see, I, like I said, I don't know. I don't know, man. He, now we're getting into the people where I would think would be more in the 10, 9, 8 area. When you're talking about Nardwar, you're talking about big boy, you're talking about fucking Sway, I would think I wouldn't be seeing them until 5, 6, 7... These niggas is up here at 18. Okay, like I said, it's the young generation. They're trying to push out the old. In with the new. In with the, uh, what's the little baby girl at the top? Little baby girl. She's doing her thing, man. Shout out to her. I just didn't know who she was. But they're trying to move the Nadeskas in. Trying to get every these new young motherfuckers in that really don't know how to interview and really don't know the art of dialogue and the art of conversation. They're just happy that Drake is sitting across from them. And they're going to ask them everything to make them look good and try to stay away from any questions that might jeopardize them getting to suck the artist's balls at a later date. That's the new artist of interviewing. Interviewing used to be something like, oh, shit, man, you sit down with Charlemagne, man. He knows Charlemagne going to ask him that shit. You know what I mean? You know, Sway is going to ask that shit. It's going to be respectful, but Sway is going to still say, hey, man, this is what the people want to know. Even big boy, big boy. And that's the art. Some people have an abrasive way of doing it. Charlemagne is a little bit abrasive, but you know he's going to ask the questions. You got Big Boy and, and, and Sway. They're still going to ask the questions, but it's still in the in the, in the the tempo of we're still friends. I'm not trying to ruffle your feathers. You just know I got to ask this question that people want to know. If you choose not to answer, it's all good. That's the art within itself, too. But to just steer clear of all fucking controversial issues and questions, that's horrible fucking journalism to me. Big boy chilling at number 18. All right, let's get down. Brandon Jenkins. Who is this dreadheaded nigga? Brandon Jinx Jenkins. Oh, that's the nigga Jinx. 17? Really? All right, I guess. I don't really. He's another one of those guys that I don't really remember anything. Let's see who he's interviewed. I don't sit and be like, oh, man, that fucking Jinx interview was the shit. Quality control roundtable. He did that. Kendrick and Kobe interview. I don't remember that. Ice Spice, did he? Okay, Rico Nasty. All right, all right. I just don't remember these, man. I don't remember these interviews where it was like, oh, yeah, bro was breaking down some shit. Again, if I don't remember the interview, it's probably because the host or the person asking the question is not that intriguing and is not that good at their job. That's just my, I'm not saying he's not good at his job. I'm just saying that's a big red flag for me. When I start reading off your interviews and I'm like, I don't remember you doing any of these things. Well, you wasn't really asking thought provoking questions, which is your job as a person asking questions. Had all day to write them and think about them. But the fuck you asking boring the same questions. The last guy who interviewed him asked him, why would you ask those questions? Anyway, Jinx. Uh, yeah, I do remember him. I can't remember what show he was on. Wasn't that was it with him? Elliot Wilson. Was that Jinx? No, I think Jinx was with Joe Button. So this is another uh, complex baby. A lot of I wonder how many of these. Media people are complex children. I just want to know how many of them come from the, you know, like they say, the Belichick tree when you're talking football. I wonder how many of these people come from the complex tree. Like snatch everybody who's from the complex tree off this list. And I wonder what this list would look like. Big Boy, Sway, and Nardwar. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think everybody so far, other than Big Boy, Sway, and Nardwar, are from the complex tree. I don't know. We'll keep going. Ah, there goes a guy that is Peter Rosenberg. Peter Rosenberg. He's another good one, man. He's another good one. A lot of people don't fuck with Pete. A lot of people don't fuck with Pete Rosenberg's Jewish ass. That's the Jewish name if I ever seen. Peter Rosenberg, nigga. God damn, nigga. You can't hide that fucking Yiddish shit. You know what I'm saying? You can't hide that Lachaim. Lachaim. You know what I'm saying? Peter fucking Rosenberg, man. But anyway, he's a great, he's great at what he does, man. Peter Rosenberg is great at what he does. He asks the tough questions. You know what I mean? He's really a hip hop, hip hop nigga. You know what I'm saying? Not nigga. Sorry. He's a real hip hop, hip hop dude. Yeah. He's a real backpack. You know, what up God, the sun, the moon and the stars, like that essence of hip hop. He really represents that. So you always got to have love for that. 16 is a good spot for him. I like that. 16 is a good spot for him. I could even say you could probably move Pete even closer to the top 10, but I'll take a 16. I'm not over here mad like, you know what I'm saying, like like Melly Mel. I'm not feeling like Melly Mel versus Billboard. 16's cool spot. Fucking Sway way up there at the 20, nigga, please. Sway's supposed to be single digits. Fuck you talking about? Let's keep going. Uh, one of Jay-Z's first ever podcast interviews. That's big. That's big. Yeah, got, got the God on one of his first ones. Yeah, that's big. Uh, Funk Flex. Yeah, again, like I say, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm curious to see who the top 10 are. I feel like the top 10 have already been ran down. I've already seen one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So I'm very curious to see who in the fuck is number 10 and 9 and 8 and even 2 and 1. Like, who are these niggas? Because Pierce Funk Flex at 15, he's a fucking pioneer, pillar. He's a goddamn sensei when it comes to this shit, man. Sway? Nigga, I'll, <clears throat> nigga, I'll listen to Sway. I'll, I mean, I'm sorry. I'll listen to Funk Flex right now, nigga. I'll listen to Funk Flex right fucking now. They say Funk Flex just dropped a bomb, nigga. I'm on it, nigga. Fuck you talking about, nigga. That's another one of them niggas that's hip-hop, nigga. Biggie Smalls, nigga. He comes from that shit, nigga, that era. I get it. Out with the old and with the new. Okay. But I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. I'm not going to melly mail, but I'm just curious who is 10 to 1. If Funk Flex is 15 and Sway Calloway is 23 and fucking Big Boy is 18, I'm very curious to see how this, how we're going to proceed. Who's ahead of fucking Funk Flex? Angela Yee? No. No. If you're just talking about because of woman power and the woman and like, woman shit okay but no i don't give a fuck what angelie says on her podcast i don't give a fuck about nothing she's talking about no and it ain't got nothing to do with women because fucking who's the uh, angie martinez god damn it angie martinez i i love angie martinez she's great at her job angela yee is not great at her job she is by default okay she is just you basically using by default and she's just that's it. By default. That's it. Nobody is clamoring to hear what Angela Yee has to say. I don't believe that. She's built a nice audience and a nice base from the Breakfast Club. I will give her that. It's just like um, just like my man uh, DJ Envy. DJ Envy built a nice base from the Breakfast Club, but I don't give a fuck what DJ Envy has to say about anything. I don't care what DJ Envy has to say about anything. And he comes from the hip hop and the clues and the, you know what I mean? He just don't, I don't care. I care what Charlemagne has to say. He's made, that's what I'm saying. He has built that aura for himself as a journalist, as a person who asks questions, as a person in media. He has cultivated the aura of, man, I care what you think. I might, just because I might hate it or I might agree with it. I don't feel like that about Angela Yee. I don't feel like that about DJ Envy. I don't care what they say. It doesn't move the needle at all. But like I said, I know she has built a strong woman's audience that she was able to kind of move over to the show that she's doing now. What's her show now? Lip service. Yeah. Lip service. And so she's, she's parlayed that into some, a profitable career, but she's not that chick like Angie Martinez, like Angela Martinez. All right. Uh, who Ebro fucking Ebro, man. Damn. Now we're getting to the meat. I would think Ebro again. Hey, I don't know. I don't know. I would think Ebro being what ain't Ebro like the head of everything that matters at Apple. Ain't there a position? And Google and Apple that called that's called the head of everything musical. 
Doesn't that nigga Ebro? Isn't that what Ebro is? Ebro is the head of everything musical in Apple. Isn't that what that nigga's title is? Anything having to do with music at all. This is the title. The title says anything that has to do with music. And Ebro is that nigga. Fuck is the, that nigga gonna be 13, nigga? He should be five. And, and that's whoa, nigga. Fucking Ebro? Shit, Ebro in the morning. He's another one of them cats that come from that hip hop shit. Gotta love it. Gotta respect it. Um, yeah, Ebro. Shout out to Ebro, man. What what number is Ebro again? Fucking 13? God damn. I gotta see it. There go the girl, Angie Martinez. Now she should be lower, but I'm not gonna melly mail. I'm not gonna melly mail. I like Angie Martinez right there. That's cool. That's cool. I think she should be higher. She could be higher. I'm glad she's ahead of Angela E. I'd have been mad if this would have been flipped the other way. If I would have seen Angie Martinez, then I got to scroll down and see Angela Yee. I would have known this. Is, okay, it's an agenda behind this, man. Like, you can ha you have the right to have your opinions, but let it be an opinion. Don't let it be some agenda thing trying to promote people. I, I hate that when I feel like, oh, you're trying to promote these people to me through this fucking list. Don't do that. Give me your list. Doesn't matter if I agree with it or if I disagree with it. Just give me your list that you guys have compiled with people's thoughts, not with a fucking agenda. So Angie Martinez, okay. Number 12, Angie Martinez, the GOAT, the female fucking GOAT. Another person, great at interviewing, great at um, doing interviews with people. She makes them feel comfortable. We was just talking about WAC 100. This is the person that WAC 100 got to close down Mano's fucking deal at Foxhole. Jason Lee, LGBTQ goddamn general, nigga. Yeah, LGBTQ damn general. That nigga lost a lot of weight. Have you seen him on the first... What was it? Love and Hip Hop? Is that what Jason Lee was on? Nigga was chunky than a motherfucker, nigga. That nigga did all kind of gastric bypass surgeries, nigga. He's trying to get fucked, nigga. That nigga's trying to get fucked by some nigga. That nigga lost a whole lot of weight, nigga. Okay, Jason Lee. Okay, nigga. With the, with the fizzy hair on top, look like a bunch of spiders is having a meeting on top of that nigga's head. <laughs> but Jason Lee, no, but all jokes aside, I'm just cracking jokes. This is for the viewers. But on real shit, Jason Lee is that dude. He's that fucking dude. That motherfucker, he will ask questions that nobody else will ask. Um, he's not too concerned with Hollywood, with making Hollywood relationships. I respect that. Jason Lee is not a person that's concerned with making new Hollywood friends. He does value the Hollywood friendships that he has, and he will guard those. He will protect those, and you can tell he'll do that. He'll have his biasness. He'll, he'll hold on to his relationships. And Jason will let you know, that's my man. I fuck with Floyd. I'm a little biased right here. You know, I fuck with these people. I'm a little biased right now because I'm letting you know I'm giving you my critique, right? So, but Jason, he's going to ask the questions. Um, he is very, very um, tough for a Rainbow Coalition representative, you know? Like, he don't play no games. He he says we, he, <laughs> he's a sassy, spicy nigga. You know what I'm saying? But he's great at what he does. He's great at doing his job. Um, that Hollywood Unlocked is big shit. His evolution from almost being blackballed and trying to be put out of the game, his ability to come back and now have one of the top shows is a fucking amazing. It's a testament to who he is as a person um, and a testament to the hard work that he puts in, in that he puts in at his job, journalism and, you know what I mean, uh, being in the media. So, yeah, shouts out to fucking Jason Lee. 11, I think that's a good spot for Jason Lee. I think 11 is a good spot because he is a factor. Anything less than that, I'd be like, ah, you know what I mean? I mean, anything more. If Jason Lee was way too high... I, this is a good spot, 11. So, so shout out to Jason Lee. Don't close fucking Mano's shit down, man. The nigga, I don't even think he has a thousand people checking out his podcast over there on Fox. So Jason Lee, leave him alone, man. Will you leave him alone, Jason Lee? God damn. Math Hoffa, I'll break your face. Math Hoffa. Eh. 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 I disagree with 10 for Math Hoffa. That's what I'm saying. Like, Math Hoffa above Big Boy? Above Sway? Above Narbar? Like, Math Hoffa? Math Hoffa? Like, come on, fam. I think in the next editions, he could possibly be there. But right now, at a solid 10, my nigga, maybe you should be like a 25. Like, if Math was one of the first faces I've seen, okay, cool. He's just breaking in. But my nigga, you've only been having a real run of maybe a year. Like, all that other shit was with the hosts, the co-hosts that you kicked off for the bag. You know what I mean? So you're in kind of like a, you're, you're in a rebuilding process, my nigga. So 
I don't know. It's been, it hasn't been a smooth ride with Matt Hoffa. We haven't got, this is what Matt Hoffa does. Um, I think he is good. He's good at what he does. He asks good questions. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I have to see a little bit more uh, who is math as a journalist, not as a journalist, because everybody isn't a journalist, as a, a person who interviews, interviewer, person who asks questions. I got to see more him with other people that aren't in just hip hop. You know what I mean? I think even though this is a hip hop based power rankings, your ability to interview people outside of hip hop also should have a saying on how good you are at your skills. You know, I interviewed Jay-Z, I interviewed J. Cole, and I've also interviewed Hillary Clinton. That's big. That's what makes Charlemagne. Like I said, I hasn't seen him. I, he's pretty high because his ability to not just do hip hop, but I can interview from hip hop's perspective, right? All different kind of plethora of different people from different avenues, different walks of life. I'm hip hop, so I'm coming from a hip hop perspective, but I'm not just stuck in the hip hop box. And I feel like math is strictly stuck in the hip hop box, which is like Nadeska. A couple of these people, I think, need to really sharpen their um, media and their their. I, what is what is it called when you interview somebody? Is that a host? I don't know. Maybe their hosting skills. They need to really sharpen those before they can be making these lists in such high positions. That's just me. These are things that Nardwar. These are things that uh, Sway. These are things that Big Boy, Angela Martinez. You know what I mean? These are things that people like that, uh, Ebro, uh, Rosenberg, these people have cut their teeth already on that, which I would think would put them higher on the list. But like I said, this is about the now. Um, so I'm not mad that Math Hoffa is at, I'm more mad that he's at a 10 than on the list. I don't think Math Hoffa, if you want to put him on the list, he should be where I think him and uh, Sway should flip. I'd have been fine with that. 23, Math Hoffa. Feel me? I'd have been like, oh, okay, you made the list. That's cool. 10? Eh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, DJ Vlad. Yes, I know people hate Vlad, don't they? Fucking white Russian Jew. Fucking white Russian Jew, Vlad. You didn't apologize to Louis Farrakhan, Vlad. You fucking Russian white Jew. Hey, man, this nigga's part of culture, nigga. Vlad, and, and where he's made his nigga from jump from what smack, what he used to do, nigga, wasn't he like a cameraman for smack DVD or some shit like that? That nigga has made a beautiful transition into the culture of hip hop. Beautiful transition. I mean, basically put out the template to how to do videos on YouTube for monetization purposes. How you can take one interview, chop it up into fucking 16 slices of bread. Nigga, how you eating so much off that one interview? Nigga, that's the DJ Vlad way. A lot of these niggas are not interviewing. Now they're doing the behind the camera interview. You know what I mean? Where the guy, you can see the guest, but you don't know who's talking. That's DJ Vlad. That's Vlad, man. So like I said, nine's a good spot for him. I like it. I'll take it. I think that uh, what you call it could have been up in here if he wouldn't have fucked up his shit with his co-host, um, Adam22. We could have been scrolling on him next. Right after DJ Vlad, you could have been saying Adam22, but you fucked up the church's money, nigga, and had to interview a Nazi when you got a whole nest full of niggas. See all the men's? You can't be interviewing Nazis when you got a whole nest full of niggas on your network. <laughs> so, yeah, DJ Vlad number nine. Yeah, Vlad is that dude, man. He's made a wonderful transition. He does great interviews, great, great interviews. He'll get a rapper that killed somebody. Nobody knows that this rapper killed. He got away with the murder. This nigga will come on Vlad and fucking tell, yeah, nigga, his body's buried in the Chevy and on the west side of town. Nigga. Why would you sit in Vlad's chair and just fucking expose your whole life like that? That's crazy. Let me make sure I'm still good. Are we still good? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, Vlad has that ability, nigga, make a nigga tell on his motherfucking self. Nigga, fuck, nigga. Shouts out to Vlad. Uh, and like I said, he doesn't just do rap. He does all different people from walks of life. Um, it still kind of comes from a hip hop ish perspective as far as Vlad, because he's so deeply, you know, interwoven. He loves hip hop. So it always has that hip hop undertone, whatever who he's talking to. But he's able to talk to people from all different walks of life. Fucking uh, Michael Jai White to, you know, people that just came back from like, he does great interviews, man. You can't knock Vlad. He does great interviews. So shout out to Vlad. 
Elliot Wilson, another OG. Yeah, that's a good spot for Elliot. I thought Elliot would be a little higher on this, um, but that's a good. I thought it was an okay spot for Elliot, but he is an OG. You know what I mean? He is a pioneer when it comes to this podcasting and shit. You know, you got to give Elliot Wilson his fucking credit. Done some great interviews with uh, Jay Z. The one I remember. See, that's what I'm saying when you when you have them interviews where it's like I remember the Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? I remember the Jay Z interview that he did. That was a great interview. You know, he asked good questions. It was a great interview, and I will remember that from Elliot Wilson. So, shout out to Elliot Wilson at number eight. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Who is Carisha? Who is Carisha? Number seven? Who the fuck is Carisha? Is that the bitch from the City Girls? I'm sorry. Is that the girl from the City Girls? Man, that's girl from the City Girls, ain't it? Carisha? Is that from the City Girls? Young Miami. Yeah, that's Young Miami, man. Who the fuck is Carisha? We don't know who the fuck Carisha is. Young Miami. Fuck is your name? You don't fucking Carisha like you're a normal fucking person. You're fucking Young Miami. And what the fuck are you doing number seven ahead of fucking Sway and Angie Martinez and Big Boy and Nardwar and fucking Peter Rosenberg and Ebro? What the fuck are you doing ahead of them? You suck. Your interviews are about licking Puffy's ass. That's it. It's the only interviews you do. Young Miami, I'm not going to call you Carisha. I'm going to give a fuck. I'm not doing it. I'm not calling Muhammad Ali. I'm not calling Cassius Clay Muhammad Ali. You're Carisha. I mean, you're fucking Young Miami. Fucking, what is going on in the world? Fucking Young Miami is on the podcasting complex, top media. All she talks about is licking Puff Daddy's taint. Yeah, all she talks about is sucking his namucket. That's it. She licks under Diddy's balls. That's it. Her conversations are not interesting unless she's interviewing Kevin Gates. Then it's good. Okay. Yeah, Kevin Gates, that's a good one. You know what I'm saying? Kevin Gates is a wild boy, but shut up, fucking young Miami. Look, she can't even put any accolades. It just says most memorable moment, Diddy. Fuck, get the fuck out of here. Your most memorable moment is with the city girls, not as a media personality. How the fuck you ahead of Angie Martinez? How the fuck are you ahead of Angie Martinez and Big Boy and fucking Sway? I'm mad. Fuck no, I'm not buying this. Fuck no. Hell no, young Miami. You don't deserve to be number seven. Oh, now, who is this black ass nigga with the dreads that come with the hat? This nigga looks like he's wearing dreadlocks that come with the fucking hat. Man, remember the hat that used to have the dreadlocks in them? You could put the hat on and the dreadlocks would come with it. That's what he looks like back when O-Dog was just came out. Who the fuck is Kai? No, I know who Kai is. He's not a real hip hop nigga though, but Kai's a big nigga. They, I feel like they're making him big when I watch him because I, you know, of course he comes across my radar and I gotta, you know, who is this dude? But when I sit and try to watch his interviews, he's not too um, interesting of a person. Like what he says, his perspective, his ability to talk, his lingo, who he is, isn't that interesting. It almost just seems like fucking Twitch and I don't know. Twitch is who I remember. He got the big bag from Twitch. It's like they made him. Like they bad, but they bad bunny them. I don't know who Bad Bunny is. Never heard a Bad Bunny song, but apparently he's the biggest artist in the world. I never understood that. Back in the days when everybody said Michael Jackson is the biggest artist, it made sense. You know who Michael Jackson is, don't you? Yeah, everybody knows who Michael Jackson is. Now motherfuckers say the biggest artist in the world is Bad Bunny. I don't know who the fuck this Mexican is. I don't know who this Mexican is. Same thing with Kai. Like, oh, he just signed $500 million deal with Twitch. Really? Well, let me check this nigga out. And then I'm watching him and I'm like, who the fuck is nigga? Fuck out of here. But he's doing great. Nigga's hustling. He's doing his shit. He's, 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 um, what do they say when you're, um, your ambition outweighs your talent? His ambition definitely outweighs his talent. Because he's not that talented, but he's a, he's a go-getter. And shout out to him. No hate. I'm just being, from my perspective, I don't fucking Kai, Sanat, whatever. Uh, Nori, N-O-R-E, Nori stands for niggas on the run eating. Um, I think he should be higher. I don't know. I think Nori is responsible for rappers podcasting. I'm going to say that again. Nori is responsible for rappers podcasting. Not just ranting you off in a room on a microphone. 
talking about actually podcasting and transitioning it into a live, actual multimedia fucking platform broadcasting fucking thing. Nori is the father of that shit, nigga. His transition into podcasting and what he did with Drink Champs made everybody know that this shit was possible. I don't think that Joe Budden believed it was possible until he seen what Nori was doing. Then he was like, oh, yeah, what I've been doing, because Joe was first. Can't take that from Joe Budden. Joe was first. Joe was the first nigga to do this kind of media shit from rap. But Joe did it first. But Nori did it better. Like, Nori really showed niggas the way, like, oh, companies will invest in this shit. Nobody invested in the Joe when he had the, the loose tank top. When Joe Budden had that loose tank top with that goddamn New York Yankees hat, two sizes too big, that big-ass eight New York Yankees hat, and the, and the too big tank top, he did not know the path to money. Noriega showed everybody the path to money for you rappers. Now, Fat Joe and... All these niggas with these washed up careers that it's over for them music wise. They know that podcasting can get them another check. And Nori showed them how to do it. Nori actually walked a lot of the niggas into the office. So I don't know. Five, I'm anxious to see again who's number four, three, two, and one if Nori's five. So I'm just saying, shout out to Nori. He's definitely a pillar and when it comes to my podcasting career. When I seen him do that shit, a light went off in my head like, oh, shit. For sure, for sure. Gillian Wallow, these two niggas. You know what? I'm not going to knock Gillian Wallow. I'm not going to knock Gillian Wallow. They've done a great job, fam. They've done a great fucking job. Both Gillian Wallow, man. You guys have done a great fucking job transitioning Wallow from the penitentiary and Gilly from a non-existent musical career. See, all these other rappers and shit had, nigga, Gilly had a non-existent music career and his cousin just got out the pen for a robbery for doing 20 years. So for them to be here, you got to be fucking kidding me, nigga. If you don't give it up to these two niggas, nigga, you deserve to just stick yourself, pretty Tony. Yeah, pull the blade out and stick yourself, pretty Tony. I don't give a fuck what you like or what you say, Gillian Wallow, nigga. That's a hell of a jump, nigga. That's a hell of a jump that they've made, and they are culture. And them niggas put out shit all the time. A lot of niggas that come from, you know, my generation and older, the niggas can't keep up with the constant posting and the constant staying relevant that nigga wallow drops a self-motivational speech every fucking week that nigga wallow drop makes me feel good about myself once a week nigga that nigga gilly says some witty street shit or does something funny catches a football does something their ability to constantly keep putting out that fucking content keep putting out that material that's why they're number four nigga shouts out to gilly and wallow million dollars worth of motherfucking game nigga you niggas did that yeah you niggas did that boy Number three, Charlemagne the God. Damn, nigga. Charlemagne is three. Um, I could see Charlemagne at one. And you guys all know Charlemagne is not necessarily my favorite person, but you got to give credit where credit is due. And if you're talking about black people in media, this nigga has a whole goddamn network, okay? This nigga has a whole goddamn network called the Black Effect Network where he's putting on other po- All the other podcasts are on the Black Effect Network. That's what I mean. All these other niggas that we just ran down on the media list, all the niggas that we just ran down have deals or want deals on Black Effect Network, nigga. So that's what I'm saying. Charlemagne is the fucking god of this shit, nigga. When it comes to black media podcasting, Charlemagne is the fucking god, nigga. He has a network, nigga, that signs other talent and gets them paid and has them like up in smoke when you guys see... um. You know, stack five and you see uh what's my nigga's name? Barnes. When you see them with the up and smoke podcast, nigga, that's on Charlemagne's Black Effect Network, nigga. I think Drink Champs might be on Black Effect Network, nigga. Everything's on Black Effect Network. So Charlemagne, yes, from him making the transition to a, a controversial B mic, because that's what he was. He was a controversial B mic on a radio show. That's it. That nigga has made a fucking leap. Same thing like Gillian Wallow, nigga. Same thing from where they went. Charlemagne almost did the same thing. He's even taken a step farther. This nigga got books. He's the face of mental health. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how a nigga that was so controversial like him has now morphed into the face and the spokesman for mental health feelings. Charlemagne didn't give a fuck about nobody's feelings when he told little mama that, nigga, you look like a little boy. 
Nigga, when he made little mama cry on the Breakfast Club, where was the feelings then? But this nigga has transitioned and done it beautifully, I might add. Nigga got a book. Nigga got books, plural. Nigga got multiple books, a fucking podcasting network, one of the top podcasts when him and Andrew Schultz still on the Breakfast Club killing it when radio was dying. This nigga is still on the dinosaur riding it to work every morning, nigga. Dinosaur has been hit by comments. This nigga still got a dinosaur. How you, nigga? Charlemagne's a bad nigga, man. Bad nigga. Who the fuck is not DJ Academics number two? I thought he was just left off the DJ Academics. Fuck no. This was a complex alley oop. If if he's gonna be on the list, he should have been right behind Nadeska. That's where he should have been. It should have said Nadeska right after Nadeska. It should have said DJ Aka fucking Demics, man. This nigga, what is this nigga hasn't made no serious jumps? This Warren Chirac fell off. He's taken that audience that loved him from the Warren Chirac and rocked with him during the Warren Chirac. He's taken that audience and basically maintained them. That's what he's done. He's maintained them and they all come to see his live stream where he gets drunk off Hennessy, falls asleep listening to Drake, and the nigga just spouts out shit about rappers that he'll never have to see because he doesn't leave the house that he lives in in a far suburban area in New Jersey. Like, I didn't see him like what Charlemagne did and what Joe Button, even Joe Button, like I said, I'm seeing cats evolve and turn into different shit. Not him. He just stopped doing the war in a Chirac. And now he live streams from his gaming chair to the audience that he built while covering the war in Chirac. I don't know, man. Number two, E, man. That's a complex alley-oop. He should have been right behind the deska. That's where he should have been, right behind the deska. And I fucks with DJ Academics. I think he's great at what he does. But number two, like he should have been up there in the 20s. I'm mad. So basically I'm saying I'm very mad that Sway was 23. That's what this is all about. Sway being 23. Nigga, why the fuck was Sway 23, nigga? Fuck you talking about fucking Ebro 18 and shit. Like, why is the greats way up there? Elliot Wilson way up. Why is them niggas way up there, nigga? These big boy. Like, wait, wait a second, nigga. DJ Academics number two. Nigga, what did he do? Nigga, what the fuck did he do? But he's a good nigga. You know, shout out to DJ Academics. He's doing his thing. He is relevant. He is a powerful voice. He's definitely a powerful voice. But number two, I don't know. And number one, the God, Joseph Button. Pump it up, pump it up, God damn it. Do I like Joe number one? No, I don't think he's number one. I would put Joe maybe five. Like I said, Charlemagne would be one for me. I would think Nori would fall in there. I think then you got to go a little bit with Legacy, throw a Sway in there. You got to throw a big boy in there. Then I think you can throw Joe in that next, like Joe's after that. So number one, this feels like another complex alley-oop. Um, Joe does have Joe Button Network. He does have a podcast network. I don't know who's on it. That's the thing. I don't know how many other podcasters are rushing to get on the Joe Button Network thing, right? Um, he had the situation with Rory and Maul. They fell out. He has new co-hosts. I think he did great with the co-hosts. Um, but I don't know. I, I still would have to see a little bit more from Joe. He's, he's doing those new interviews where he like interviewed the guy from 9-11. I think that kind of stuff is going to really help to solidify him in that number one spot. I'll take it. I understand this is complex. He's the god of complex. He's the, you know what I mean? But I think Joe still has a little bit more to do almost in the Charlemagne category. Like he needs to kind of figure out, see what Charlemagne's did and like one up him. You know what I mean? In order to be number one, because Charlemagne should be number one. Char to be keep it a being, Charlemagne should be number one. I'm just going to keep it a being. Charlemagne should be number one. He's the number one nigga. He's done more with media and all this shit when it comes to coming from or through hip hop than anybody. You know what I mean? So, but shout out to the list. It's a great fucking list. It's a great fucking list. Great list. Great list. Ah, uh, What else is going on in the world? Let's cover sports real fast. Rudy Gobert punches teammate. Who did he punch? Rudy Gobert punched the teammate. God damn, Rudy. Let me see. Rudy punched the teammate, man. Now we got to get back on my shit, man. Rudy didn't punch the teammate, man. Get the fuck out of here. That's a, a little spice is good. Sometimes you got to, you know what I mean? You got to get things riled up for the playoffs. We're in the fucking eighth seed, by the way. Oh, there it is. As soon as, it, as, soon as I come up, check it out. 
Rudy Gobert, what are you doing, Rudy? Rudy, Rudy. Oh, Rudy threw that long punch at his ass, didn't he? Rudy. See every day. I know the tensions you've played in this game. You've been in a lot of heated battles, but and we got a scuffle on the Timberwolves bench. Anderson and Rudy Gobert. Nick, shut up. Hey, he plays very nice. That's just something you don't That's just a little scuffle, man. A little, that's a little fighty fight, man. That ain't nothing too big, man. That ain't nothing too big, but he did. You know, he made Draymond Green proud, man. You know, that nigga Draymond Green was proud, nigga. Like, yeah, don't try to make me out to be the bad guy. Your brother's got to fight. And <laughs> sometimes brothers got to fight, nigga. Fuck you talking about, nigga. Just a little chest punch, nigga. A little open chest. Open chest. Y'all remember that? Little, it's good. Get the blood stirred up, man. Get the shit going. But I do know this. Minnesota Timberwolves are not going to have a fucking chance if Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns don't solidify and step up them as the one-two punch. If they don't step up and say, we're trying to solidify our spot as one of the best one-two punches to ever play in basketball, we're going to get kicked out of the first round trying to do this whole. I know we got some good players. I like McDaniels. I know we like Nazir or whatever. I know we got some good pieces, man. You know, we got some good players. Um, Conley. We got some nice pieces. It's Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns that are going to have to do the fucking KG Marbury. We're going to have to Shaq and Kobe. They're going to have to do this thing all the way to the fucking playoffs, and they're good enough to do it. Carl Anthony Towns just has to start playing like he wants a ring instead of he just wants to stuff his stats for next contract. You know what I mean? When you watch Big Cat, it feels like you just stat stuffing, nigga, shooting threes, and why don't you get your big ass on the block on the post and put it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm starting to feel that from Joel Embiid. This is the first year that I'm feeling like Joel Embiid just really wants a ring. You know what I mean? He wants to take the ring. No more stats, no more all-star games. Nigga, I'm coming for the chip. And I don't feel that with Cat, man. I feel like he's still stat stuffing and just trying to prove that he can play basketball. We know you can play basketball, you big Sasquatch motherfucker. We want to know, can you and fucking Anthony Edwards get us a ring? Because Anthony Edwards is a bad nigga. Told you I fucked that draft all up trying to say we should have picked LaMelo Ball. I ought to be slapped in the back of my goddamn shoulder blade saying some stupid shit like that. Feel me? All right, that's it, y'all. We damn, that's an hour. All right, let me go wash my fucking. Let me go wash my motherfucking self off, man. I ran. Um, I appreciate everybody for rocking with the North Star podcast. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, bitch. Always, I'm glad I'm stopping now. I always want to fuck with you. Get out of that. Sorry. Get out of that. Are we back? We're back. All right, y'all. I appreciate you for walking with the North Star Podcast. Don't forget to click and come into the show. Let it be known how much you rock with me. Come into the show. Click subscriptions. Click those notifications so you know when I go live. It doesn't catch you off guard. And you, you can sit down, get your popcorn, Joe. Enjoy the one and only free-speaking black man in America, um, other than Roland Martin. <laughs> uh, this is Simbali. I appreciate everybody for rocking with me today. Don't forget, common sense is the greatest form of currency because it can be spent anywhere. I'll highlight y'all on another note.